The book dream inside you cannot wait. Never before have so many people questioned, what do I really want to be doing? For a lot of us, that means writing a book. Long deferred dreams, pandemic pause, and the solitude to make them happen means the time is now. The mechanics of book writing can seem mysterious, but they can be broken down, as can the logistical minefield of getting published. You need skills of the craft, but also practical advice from experts who've navigated the path. What's the arc to becoming an author? The value and peril of agenting, conducive editors, the formats to publish and ways to promote. We'll speak with writers, agents, editors, teachers, coaches, publicists, publishers, resources, and guides to navigate the way for those of us brave enough to bring our story to life. Drop in to your book dream and begin to make it real. And now, here's your host, Diane Dewey. Welcome to Dropping In, everyone. April is the cruelest month, said T.S. Eliot in his poem, The Wasteland. Breeding lilacs out of the deadland, mixing memory and desire. Winter kept us warm, covering earth in a forgetful snow. Well, it's our mandate to carry on our projects, no matter what's happening in the world. And here to talk about it with us, the unfinished manuscript to the finished manuscript and the unrealized dream of publishing to the realized dream is Lauren Wise of she writes press, the first hybrid publisher recipient of the 2019 Independent Publisher of the Year Award. She writes press is unique in the world of publishing because it's neither traditional publishing nor self-publishing. As an independent publisher, she writes press constitutes a third way for authors and proudly occupies the gray zone, a much needed alternative in a rapidly changing publishing landscape. Welcome, Lauren. Great to have you with us. Yes, thank you for having me. Thanks for the early wake-up call to talk to us about She Writes Press. Um, This morning, I'm particularly grateful to be a She Writes Press author, full disclosure. And I want to mention that over 50 of our guests from dropping in during the past two years have been She Writes Press sisters or Sparks Point Brothers. It's the Canopy uh, Company. I can honestly say there's not a more interesting group of women and men with, I think, more important things to say, often as first-time writers. I was so touched to see their photos and recall their amazing and brave books. And I want to ask you, Lauren Wise, how does this incredible range of subjects and stories happen? How do you choose what comes into the world under the She Writes Press rubric? Um, Absolutely. That's a great question. Um, You know, we publish about, let's see, on She Writes Press, um, you know, we have two publishing seasons, a spring and fall, and there's about 50 books on each of those. And at Spark Press, since it's you know, the smaller uh, sister imprint, um, which, you know, has an exact same model as She Writes Press. The only difference really is that we also publish male authors there. Um, We have about 15 titles on that list per season. So, you know, it's, it's definitely a good size list overall. But we, through our acquisitions process, probably get anywhere from 30 to 40 submissions each month, um, you know, that we are reviewing and wading through and making that decision on who is going to be publishing on those lists. So it's, it is definitely a tough, um, you know, a, t- a tough process, but a really interesting one. So, uh, you know, we, we have, we publish, you know, basically into every genre. She writes presses very memoir heavy. Um, also, you know, a lot of nonfiction, um, like, a you know, self-help, uh, inspirational or business books, and mm-hmm. a lot of literary fiction, whereas Spark Press is more on the commercial fiction side, um, you know, with that genre fiction, like mystery and uh, YA, children's, that type of um, arena. So with the acquisitions process, you know, we, we are taking into account what, you know, we have been publishing a lot of each season, what type of topics we have published a lot on recently, um, mm-hmm. and, 
you know, not, not necessarily industry trends at all, because that is one of the things that our, you know, our model was founded upon by publisher Brooke Warner was wanting to publish books on the merit of their own stories and um, an author's talent, you know, not, not necessarily if this author has some big platform or is famous, um, you know, just to publishing to publish a book. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that uh, Brooke Warner, and if uh, any of our listeners want to uh, understand her way of thinking, she has a wonderful TED Talk called How to Greenlight Your Book. Um, and she came out of, she was, uh, with, she was an executive editor at Seal Press for eight years. Brooke witnessed firsthand the contracting publishing environment where she personally was having to reject beautifully written books on a regular basis because the submitting author didn't have a strong enough author platform. So, Lauren, Mm -hmm. this is now a much more liberated field that you're operating in. Talk to us about what an author platform is. Um, You know, those those would-be authors out there who think, wow, maybe this is an avenue for me. It doesn't necessarily count for you as much in she, at She Writes Press or SparkPoint. Um, but what are some of the factors that do count? A passionately written book, any other criteria or um, things that grab you, grab your attention? Of course. Yeah. I mean, you know, with, with an author platform, I think this day and age, especially with, you know, every, everyone being online and with social media, I think that the definition of an author platform is a lot more complicated now than, you know, it was when Brooke was at Seal Press, just because there's so many avenues to be present on. Right. Um, But so, so it's always great if an author has some type of a, you know, a already established readership, of course, you know, because, because, you know, you're going to reach more people. Um, so that's why a, a lot of the, some of the nonfiction we publish, such as business books or inspirational books, uh, you know, are authors that come from those backgrounds where they're speakers, um, you know, they, they built up companies, their names are a little more known. So that's always a bonus, right? But mm-hmm. when we are looking into what authors assign to our list, we are not taking that, you know, into account as like, oh, you know, this person has a, has a great platform, so we're for sure going to publish them. It's, it's what we're looking for is, you know, gr- very great moving writing, um, you know, a professional submission, which I think no matter what you are doing in life, you know, you're like for us, we really want authors to be reading through our submissions process thoroughly, you know, and following those instructions because that helps us make the best informed decision. You know, we ask for the first 50 pages of your manuscript and we ask for long chapter summaries um, so we can get a really good idea of your voice and style. Um, And then we can also see a bird's eye view of, the book as a whole with those long chapter summaries, you know, also having your, having the author bio, um, you know, all the information we can get about the book, if it's been professionally edited, if there's been, you know, if they've already had people reading it, if there's possible sensitivity issues, you know, they, they need to point that out. Um, you know, this day and age, there's, there's a lot to be aware of um, when it comes to, writing fiction and nonfiction in terms of being sensitive to, you know, the the current environment and culturally. Sure. So we are looking at all of those things. Um, You know, it's, it's a, it's a, you know, obviously everyone's story is unique, but we also feel like, you know, in the, in the world of publishing, just about everything has been done, right? (laughs) So Mm -hmm. it's like everyone has a unique story. And so the way they're presenting that, we really want that to stand out uh, as well, whether it's memoir or fiction. 
Well, I remember Brooke saying to me, don't worry about your story having already been written because they've all already been written. And I think there's famous mm-hmm. quotes about how the point, the point is not that we're listening to original stories. We, we need to hear the stories again and again told through different voices. Um, and I think that, you know, what you're saying about, okay, you don't have to be famous. You don't have to be a name coming into this process. Whereas in traditional publishing, you probably, you you probably do. But here she writes press, happy birthday, 10 years in. Um, Lauren, you've been, you've, you've been there. Um, and it's such an exciting journey. I mean, the proof is in the pudding. You've had how many finalists and award-winning titles to, to your name? Um, you know, actually, I, up until this point, let me think. I think uh, up until this point, between She Writes Press and Spark Press, we have hit uh, 1,700 award and finalist titles. We are one of, you know, the top award-winning hybrid publishers in the industry, which we're very proud of. Um, you know, we have had Kirkus Reviews, uh, which, you know, is a re- is a very revered um, trade publisher and book publishing or trade magazine and book publishing for the past couple of years running. We've had titles from both our imprints named as um, Indie Books of the Year. Um, let's see, last year we had six of our books named that and they only choose, I think they, they choose... Um, only a hundred are selected for that list each year out of, you know, the, the millions of, you know, books published each year, um, but, you know, especially independently published. So we are really proud of that. And, you know, one of our, um, our, you know, what sets us apart, you know, from, from traditional publishing, you know, as you know, but just to give a quick rundown for listeners, uh, you know, we, we were lucky when Brooke came from tradition, from Seal Press that she had those connections that we were able to to secure traditional distribution, which is really tough for independent publishers. And for the most part, only the traditional, you know, big five publishers have that outlet. And what that means is that our books, you know, are distributed by Ingram Publisher Services, which means that any bookstore will basically carry it if they're so inclined. Or you could walk into a store and ask for one of our books and they will say, oh, we can order it and it can be here tomorrow. Um, A lot of independent publishers, it doesn't really work that way. Or, um, you know, they're really only able to be uh, acquired on online retailers. And if you're self-published, a lot of times that's the case too. So we are very lucky to have that, you know, and, and we have a our vetting process and acquisitions. Um, You know, we have a really professional team with a ton of experience on the back end between Brooke and our very talented cover designer, um, Julie Metz, who has, you know, 30 plus years in the industry. And we're really known for our covers as well. Um, I know Barnes and Noble's reps are always constantly telling us how much they love our covers. So, you know, just a few things, but also our royalty model uh, you know, in traditional publishing, not only are you having to typically have a platform, you know, or be or be famous to get that, um, you know, upfront deal, but the royalties at that at that point, you know, if you're getting an advance, basically what that means is once your book is published, your book has to earn out that advance before you even start seeing any money. And at that point, it's only, you know, it's a very low percentage of, of the royalties you're getting, you know, like two to 5%. Where what we wanted to do is the authors are investing themselves up front with our publishing package, just like anybody, you know, any other type of artist, if you're a musician, you know, an indie musician, you might be investing in that studio time um, to record a, an album or a demo, you know, or your equipment, like your instruments. If you're a painter, you're investing in that art gallery space, you know. Um, so we see that as the same way with our model. You know, you're, you're investing up front to get this professional team in this distribution. And then once you're published, you know, you were getting 60 to 70% of those royalties at the end of the day, which is huge, um, in the, you know, in the publishing industry. So, uh, that's, you know, for, for us, we think that is a really strong model for independent authors. 
It really is. And um, it, I, I talk to authors who decry uh, the model, you know, that, that the retention of royalties is so, you know, you go through so much blood, sweat and tears. You've written this book. It's years out of your life. And then you, you know, get such a, uh, a, a pittance. But I think that, you know, she, she writes press, they're really, it's unprecedented rates in the industry. 60 to 70% of net, um, 60% on print books and 70 new uh, ebooks. Uh, that's, that's very high royalties, you know, your reputation we've spoken of, the distribution, that's huge. Um, try going into a bookstore, your local bookstore that was always so friendly to you and say, I've got a book coming out and explain to them you're self-published and you will see the smile disappear from their face. Um, you will see all kinds of, you know, the rejection starts to set in almost instantaneously, um, although they wish you well, uh, as well they should, because it's a really <laughs> uphill slog if you don't have uh, a hybrid publisher. So, you know, the reasons that authors love your hybrid formula, you, you list them on your website, the expertise, the distribution, your reputation, royalties, curation, um, vetting your books and your your celebrated uh, medals and finalists who have a partnership, um, collaborative partnership where, you know, you get creative control as a writer benefiting from the perks that come, you know, from traditional publishing models, including pre-sales, seamless distribution, ongoing project management long after the book is published. Well, I'm here to say, um, we're going to have to pause for a commercial break here, but the other thing you get is the sisterhood. Um, she writes press, authors really bond. They stay in touch with one another. We follow each other's lives on social media and we connect with one another in a way that's so supportive of writers in this environment. We're going to pause for a commercial break, but when we come back, we'll be speaking with Lauren Wise, associate publisher at She Writes Press, and we'll break this model down even further and find out how you can access it. Don't go away. We'll be right back on Dropping In. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. She Writes Press is an independent publishing company founded for women writers everywhere. Together with sister company Spark Press, serving men and women, it is both mission-driven and community-oriented. The aim is to serve writers who wish to maintain greater ownership and control of their projects while getting the highest quality editorial help possible, traditional distribution, and an in-house marketing and publicity team. In 2019, She Writes Press was named Indie Publisher of the Year. You can find out more on SheWritesPress.com. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Dropping In with Diane Dewey. We'd love to hear from you if you have a question or comment about the show. Send us an email to Diane at DianeDewey.com. That's Diane at DianeDewey.com. Now, back to Dropping In. Welcome back, everyone. We're here with Lauren Wise, in case you're just joining us. She's associate publisher at She Writes Press. And Lauren, we just um, mentioned before the break, you know, the connectivity that you find in the she, Write, she Writes Press sisterhood, as well as authors from Sparks Point Press or Sparks Point Studio, and uh, which is another real asset. Um, you know, this is not so much a, to sell the publishing house, but is to respond to I randomly polled authors, would-be authors, about what did they want to know from us. And mostly it was just what you were talking about. How is hybrid publishing different from traditional publishing? And how do you get, um, if you go the hybrid route, how do we, you know, how quickly can you get your book to market? Um, how does the process work? Do I need an agent? Um, you know, what's the best route? So 
maybe, um, you know, we should break that down a little bit further for people. Uh, what's the best way to approach you, to approach She Writes Press? What should an, a would-be author be thinking about? Yeah. So, um, I mean, I, you know, I will start by saying that regardless of what, you know, route you want to look into for publishing your book, you know, just research, research, research. Like there is a lot of options out there, just depending on how fast you want to get your book to market, your budget, um, you know, and so forth. But there's, there's a lot of hybrid publishers, there's, you know, a lot of vanity presses, and sometimes people can, can get confused, you know, about the difference. So I think just no matter what, do all of your research on, you know, the, the different publishing models and their back catalogs and, you know, as much as you can before making a decision, um, just so you don't end up getting burned <laughs> because we mm-hmm. see that a lot in this industry, right? Um, so, but for She Writes Press specifically, you, you know, we have, um, as you've mentioned, SparkPoint Studio. That's our parent company. So it's basically a big umbrella for about, uh, let's see, I guess there's six, six divisions, you know, and, and two of those are our publishing imprints, She Writes Press and Spark Press. So, you know, you'd be going to our website, checking out our, our business model, and we have a very clear, um, you know, layout of discussing, discussing what hybrid publishing is for us. Um, you know, it is, it's basically, as, as you mentioned, a, you know, the model, it, it combines the best parts of self-publishing and traditional publishing because we really are collaborative and we want to be super transparent with our authors about expectations, what's happening on the back end, what your money is being used for. Um, you know, that was another basis for why Brooke established She Writes Press. Um, and... So you'd be going and, you know, checking out our, our hybrid formula and seeing everything our package entails. Um, you know, we have the publishing package right there. We only have one, and it's all-inclusive for all of our services. And, you know, then if you're going to submit, you you just do that right through the website. And we're very directive of, of you know, what information to include and list all of our genres, um, which is pretty, pretty broad. You know, we accept everything from business books to cookbooks to fiction, memoir, poetry, um, health and fitness. And you don't need an agent to submit with us. Um, we, we do have authors that submit with an agent, um, that happens all the time and it doesn't really change the process that much. It just, you know, it means that, there's, there's, a, you know, that that agent is involved, um, and and typically, I think a lot of times they reach out to Brooke directly, um, but that the process is the same way for submissions. For you know, a lot of for traditional publishing, you you do need an agent. Um, typically, the only way you're going to get a deal with a with one of the large, you know, big five publishers is by way of an agent. Um, and then they get, you know, if, if your book does get a book deal, then they end up getting a commission on that. So they want your book to sell, you know, just as much as you do. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, at this time, we are actually, we, we since, you know, we follow a, a traditional pre-sale model and we have, you know, our sales team through Ingram Publisher Services and we pre-sell our books into the market. Um, and what that means is for each list, we we meet with our sales team who and i think it's i think it's about 15 to 30 people um and they are have assigned regions all over the country and uh in canada and we pitch our books to them they ask us questions they give us feedback and then they go to the bookstores in their assigned regions and pitch those books to the bookstores in order for them to order them, you know, pre, pre-order a certain amount before the book hits the market. And because of that model, we work really far out. So, you know, like right now, we have just kicked off our spring 2022 publishing season. Of course, last week was the, the first uh, week of getting our spring books out there. Mm-hmm. And we, um, let's see, I think the next list we are actually signing authors up for 
is spring 2024. So okay. that sounds really far out. <laughs> but what that means, you know, is we're onboarding authors about a year and a half prior to that season. So, mm-hmm. for, for example, right now, you know, we are doing the cover designs um, and we are about halfway done with the cover, cover designing for the spring 2023 season. Um, you know, in June, we will be welcoming our fall 2023 authors and starting, you know, to onboard them um, and get their materials and start, you know, that cover design brainstorming process because that's basically the thing that starts the, the earliest um, with each season. So spring 2024 sounds really far out, but it's, it, comes, it will come up quick. So that for us would be the soonest that an author can publish at this point. Okay. And in between now and then also comes the two dreaded words, editing and budget. <laughs> so you, you have to, you know, you think that, you know, I think that you, you get out of something what you put into it. And so the hybrid model, you know, we need to be clear, it does involve the author contributing um, some of the upfront costs to produce to produce the book, um, and they can an author can also expect to go through, depending on the shape of the manuscript, um, a lengthy editorial process, right? And are those services? How do you create budgets for authors? Number one, and then how does the editorial services model work? Uh, number two. Uh, yeah, so a lot of authors, you know, which I wouldn't encourage this, um, you know, prior to submitting, will have a professional manuscript critique done or a copy edit, um, you know, just to submit a manuscript that's as professional and polished as possible. Um, but, you know, we do have a lot of authors who who submit and, and get signed on board, you know, with on the basis that it, it hasn't been copy edited yet uh, by, by a professional. And we will help a author get paired up with one of the copy editors we work with directly. Um, you know, if you wanted to find a copy editor prior to that, there's a lot of different resources online for doing so. Uh, and, you know, you can also ask fellow authors, uh, word of mouth, again, always doing your research, you know, asking for samples. But, of, you know, of course, what, once you, you write a book, uh, you know, you want as many eyes on it as possible in order to make it as, as great as it can be, right? So mm-hmm. uh, just keeping that in mind that you, you definitely need a copy editor. Sometimes you might have to even have a developmental editor, which what that means is, um, you know, that would, that would even come before a copy editor where they'd be helping you edit your book in a development capacity, right? So if you need help with your plot, um, if there's a lot of inconsistencies, it's a bit of a deeper side of the copy editing process. So we can, if you know, you come on board with us, we can obviously find one of those for you that we've worked with for a long time and know and trust. Um, And then part of our, which that is not included in our publishing package cost though, um, you know, and I, and I typically tell authors that you should budget, you know, probably a couple like thousand dollars for a copy edit. Um, mm-hmm. it, I mean, it depends, you know, on the length of your book, of course, um, and, and the subject matter. But in our publishing package, we do include a proofread. So it will mm-hmm. always get a proofread before going. And, and one of the ways we help you figure this out is through a submissions process. You know, if an author is like, I don't really know what my manuscript needs, one of the, we have a two, tiered process for our submissions, which, you know, gives you the opportunity to get, to get multiple points of feedback um, from our entire editorial team. And one of those points of feedback is we let you know, like where we give you a written assessment and we let you know the strengths, you know, the the points that could be stronger um, and worked upon. And if we're, if we think you need developmental edit, a regular copy edit, or if maybe you just need a proofread, Mm-hmm. you know, because it's, it's polished or because you already had a copy edit, you know, some authors are actually copy editors themselves. So they're able to give their book a, you know, a solid read through and, and polish it up a little bit more prior to submitting. 
Right. Now, this may sound like a lot, but uh, to to listeners um, who might like to publish, but you wouldn't really be talking to anyone. I think, you know, when you're looking at traditional publishing houses and you think to yourself, all these services are folded into one, Mm -mm, not so fast. I mean, you don't get, for example, um, publicity services, you don't, as part of that package, you really don't get, um, you know, acquisitions. There is not, um, you know, you don't get these, these payouts that you used to get that that's a thing of the past, the advance um, that you sell against, unless you really are a very well-known author that doesn't happen. Um, so I'm just saying this to broaden the perspective of people into the world of hybrid publishing, um, which, you know, I think is a really, it's a really viable alternative if you've been working well at your day job and setting aside some, some funds um, for this dream project, well worth the cost. Um, and I'm just going to remind people here that um, in terms of being a polymath and a multi-layered talent, Lauren Wise, who we're speaking with, you've been a journalist and editor for over 17 years within the magazine and book publishing industry. In 2009, you founded Midnight Publishing, an editorial company that provides authors with unique editing services and transparent professional guidance into the publishing journey. It's through serendipity and a drive to deliver thought-provoking and inspirational literature that brought you to SparkPoint Studio in 2015, where you're currently associate publisher at two award-winning publishing imprints, She Writes Press and Spark Press, and you're the editorial director at SheReads.com. As a member of the IBPA Advocacy Committee, and that's the Independent Book um, uh, Sellers Association, Book Publishers Association, and an award-winning rock music travel and cultural journalist, you're also a journalism mentor for At Youth Risk. Okay, does this mean that you get to go to rock concerts as a journalist? I mean, I broke out my Robert Plant segment for this show, but then I realized how dated that was. But I mean, do you really go to, you, you know, Burning Man and Bonnaroo and do you go to these places and, and write about them? It's like, the sounds like the dream, the dream job. <laughs> uh, well, you know, before COVID, <laughs> Before yeah. a lot of uh, live events were canceled for, you know, a good two years. Uh, yes, I did. And back, you know, and um, that and when it's at the height of when I was uh, doing a lot of journalism, you know, a couple of years ago, um, I, I have attended Bonnaroo um, to cover it. Um, I was really lucky because it was the year that Paul McCartney was headlining and that was incredible. And uh, it's funny that you mentioned Robert Plant because I was able to interview him a few years ago and it was amazing. It was a dream. Right. So um, I don't think that's dated at all. <laughs> well, but good. Yeah, because I, I was going to have, I was going uh, to, <laughs> that's wonderful. I was going to bring, I was going to bust out a um, whole lot of love, which was really one of my favorites, but I mean, and he has, you know, recorded again with Alison Krauss, right? I mean, he is, he is mm-hmm. current and I think he's, got an amazing um, lens through which to view the music world. Okay, Lauren Wise, we're really, we're now, it's so intriguing to me, first of all, that you fit all of this in. Second of all, that, you know, I wondered if Midnight Publishing, we've got a couple more minutes to the commercial break, but um, it's not just the question of how you juggle it. Lots of women are juggling lots of stuff. But I'm also wondering if Midnight Publishing um, and and the advocacy work that you do um, does it um, you know does it inter is it intertwined at all? Does it remain independent from your work at She Writes Press? Um, do people come to for you to for different kinds of things? It seems like more of a communications venue, um, and I wondered how that worked. Yeah, they are separate. Um, you know, I I worked solely with, you know, for my own company, Midnight Publishing, for several years. And even when I started with SparkPoint Studio, you know, I would work with Midnight Publishing, um, you know, just with, with authors as an editor and sort of a publishing consultant. 
more on the side. But when I came on board fully as associate publisher um, a couple years ago, I decided to um, basically have my managing editor at Midnight Publishing, a very, very talented woman who actually started as my intern there, take over the reins for Midnight Publishing because it's, you know, it's, it's just not feasible to, you know, basically be working that much with two companies at the same time. Um, and so she, you know, so she helps manage on that end. Obviously, I, I still own it, but I'm not actively, you know, managing it or running it on a day-to-day basis. The, the mm-hmm. majority of those clients are for, to edit books. Um, we used to do a lot of, of publishing consultation as well, um, you know, just advising authors on, on the best way for them to publish. Because a lot of times, you know, especially after editing their books, they're like, well, what do you, what do you recommend that I do next? Um, so I, I really love editing books, and I still do that on the side on occasion, usually for She Writes Press or Spark Press authors. You know, one of them is, you know, is looking for an editor and either knows my background or, you know, there's been a time where Brooke was like, you know, you've, you've project manager, managed this author's whole series, and she's looking for an editor for the fifth book you know, what, don't, do you think that's something you'd want to do? You know, and of course, because I love the editing process. Um, and then, you know, for IBPA, the advocacy committee for, you know, the, those who don't know, so yes, that's the Independent Book Publishers Association. And the advocacy committee is, you know, basically a group of uh, publishing professionals who meet a couple times a month. And our goal is to be an advocate for offers for independent authors and publishers. So we're looking at the issues that come up with Amazon and copyright, and we're trying Mm -hmm. to figure out a way to get, you know, indie books into bookstores. And it's definitely a bit of a a slog, you know, it's hard, it's hard going, but people, you know, independent authors need a, a group of professionals that can help make some headway there. So that's, that's separate too. You know, I mean, I know Brooke was a member of the advocacy committee for a few years as well. Um, so it all, it all stays separate. You know, you're, as as you said, many women, many people do juggle multiple things at the same time. So, (laughs) yeah, but I'm, I'm Um, very lucky that I, I've, I worked from home for a long time, um, even before spark point. So I'm very lucky that I have a good method for managing my time and priorities. So, (laughs) Well, I don't think it's a coincidence that Midnight Publishing was called Midnight. I feel as though there was a little time management <laughs> issue there. So it tells me a lot. Um, we just have a couple seconds before we need to break, but I can tell you in terms of the polymath, I had a great developmental editor in Brooke Warner. So there's a lot on offer, and I'm sure, Lauren, that um, your nurturing process uh, is, is so strong with authors. And I love the fact that you talked about a fifth book because there is life after the first book. And we, we focus on the first time authors, but there is a whole career to be looked at um, and to be considered if you feel as though you have more than one book in you. So we'll continue talking with Lauren Wise when we come back with a break. Don't go away. We'll be right back on Dropping In. America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Books Forward exemplifies excellence in book marketing and promotion, representing New York Times bestsellers, national award-winning books, and books that catch fire on social media and in the digital realm. Books Forward creates ambitious campaigns with unlimited possibilities for sparking buzz while creatively cutting through the noise. Your book deserves to launch with experts who have set the bar in the industry. To learn more, visit booksforward.com or send us an email at info at booksforward.com. A JKS Communications Company. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Dropping In with Diane Dewey. 
We'd love to hear from you if you have a question or comment about the show. Send us an email to diane at dianedewey.com. That's diane at dianedewey.com. Now, back to Dropping In. Welcome back, everyone. We're talking about hybrid publishing, specifically She Writes Press, and it's through its associate publisher, Lauren Wise. Really um, a myriad of responsibilities there, but I can tell the passion is there, Lauren, in, in all that you do. Um, back to the Independent Publishers Association, IBPA, that we mentioned just a moment ago, uh, you know, there's a big difference between hybrid self-publishing and vanity presses. I'm reading here um, that this is also a wealth of information from the She Writes Press website, um, most notably that your hybrid model has a traditional distribution manuscript vetting and was involved in the creation of the IBPA list of nine criteria of what it means to be a professional hybrid publisher. Let's just list those. Define a mission and vision for its publishing program, vet submissions, publish under its own imprints and ISBN numbers, very important. Publishing to industry standards, huge, huge quantum leap difference than Mm -hmm. self-publishing. And as you mentioned, Lauren, it's not an exaggeration, a million titles coming out a year. Um, So the publishing to industry standards ensuring editorial design and production quality, huge, huge, huge uh, gap there in terms of finding an audience, Um, providing the distribution. We talked about uh, demonstrating respectable sales um, and paying authors a higher than standard royalty. In the middle of all that is one I didn't understand completely, pursue and manage a range of publishing rights. Okay. What what does that mean exactly, um, a range of publishing rights? So, you know, in, in book publishing, you, you know, there's the opportunity to, you know, it's not just the, the print rights of your book that you own as an author, um, you know, so that, that goes back to being, being the only one who's able, you know, you're, you're getting that, those royalties back to you. But also, um, there's audiobook rights. Um, there's film and television rights for your book, and there's also foreign rights. Um, you know, the ability to sell your book into, you know, a very large amount of, of foreign markets and to be translated. So, you know, what that means? With, there's, you know, there's a lot of authors who decide to take on managing that on their own. Um, you know, whether that's, they're like, I, I want to retain my audiobook rights so I can pursue these opportunities on my own. You know, we're like, okay, great. We'll put that in your contract. But for what we do, um, you know, we have an agent who actively pursues these opportunities for all of our authors. Um, and which, which is really great. You know, if I was an author, I, I would be like, yes, like I, I want you to take care of this, you know, because in your mind, it's, it's, you know, who has that understanding of the ability to do that or the time in a sense. Um, but she will, you know, I hear from her probably at least once every week or two where she has interest from foreign markets, um, from, from TV production companies. Uh, from audiobook companies where they're looking at our catalog and saying, hey, could you send me the manuscript for this title? We want to see if it'd be a good fit for us to buy the rights to, um, you know, which is, which is great additional income for authors, obviously. Uh, so, for, so since we, you know, that, that's something that we do as a publisher and I don't, I don't think there's, you know, many independent publishers that do that for their authors just because of the bandwidth maybe. Uh, so that is wh- where that comes into play, you know, and we've sold quite a few foreign rights for our authors. Um, I think maybe, maybe like over 50 or 60 now. Um, we actually had one of our titles adapted to a Lifetime movie. It just premiered last week. Uh, oh. The Elizabeth Meredith's Pieces of Me um, cool. so, yeah, so we, we help our authors do that. You know, we were like, we, we want to get, we want our authors to get the most out of their, 
publishing experience. And if that's, you know, pursuing those opportunities for them, that's, that's what we want to do. Um, we've, yeah, we've had authors whose books have been translated, uh, into Spanish, um, Turkish, Chi- you know, Chinese, like it's, it's really amazing. You don't think about all of that stuff really <laughs> when mm-hmm. you publish your book, but it's a huge, huge uh, market of opportunities. And many writers are concerned with retraining, retaining intellectual property rights um, so that yes. their work can be sold. That, and that's, that's a really huge thing, right? That, that your, your, your book becomes your intellectual property uh, under She Writes Press. Um, and are there, yeah. is there, it, and, and that's, that's huge. And then is there, um, you know, a legal assist or sort of referral community for, um, you know, basic copyrights and other questions that can arise, especially in memoir, um, you know, telling someone's story, using proper names, all of that. Do you provide that kind of support as well? Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's very important. And as you said, especially in memoir, um, you know, we, we have authors that will, uh, you know, write under pen names um, for that purpose, but we, we definitely have, we can provide legal support um, for all those questions. And also, you know, what is, what you can, I mean, I guess the term of, you know, like figuring out what you can, you can use quotes from, right. Or previously published material. Um, we, exactly. you know, we have a, a editorial team member that'll be, you know, that can speak directly with authors about what they can and can't use. Um, and yeah, I mean, that, that comes up a lot. And when, yeah, when an author publishes with us, it is, their book remains their property. Our, you know, our goal is to just be negotiating those rights on your behalf but it's always going to be in the author's name. Yeah, that's not a given. Uh, that's not a given in the industry. Um, and what about just, I, I feel as though She Writes Press is also quite an educational resource, right? If, if an author, writer, would-be author, want-to-be author is listening in, um, there, there's lots of different um, forums and, and podcasts and um, you know, how, you know, it's, it's seemingly endless, but it also gives you a, a lot of nimbleness, right? I mean, Lauren, you're, you're addressing timely topics. Um, again, what are some of the resources available to, to someone listening who might want to just develop themselves even as a writer? Yeah. I mean, Brooke is, you know, again, one of the reasons we she or not we she founded the company is she really wanted the one of the main goals is to be transparent to authors and to educate them you know because the only way the independent publishing space is going to get stronger is if the authors are more aware and informed you know and realistic about the process and their and their own expectations on top of it so brooke has a great podcast um called right minded um you know, and if you even go to our website, SheWritesPress.com, you'll be able to easily find these these type of resources. You know, we have a link to her podcast at, at the bottom of the homepage where she interviews a ton of amazing authors um, about the whole the, the whole spectrum of the of the process. Right? Um, we also have you know on our page an, a thing called an author portal where you you can anyone can go to and i mean we have our handbooks available for download we have a, a ton of you know a huge faq section there um that you know pertains a lot to our business model but i think it can be really resourceful for any author um just wanting to get a better look at the process, not just ours, but the publishing process in general, you know, we have, you know, like do awards matter, um, you know, what, where about ebook publishing only solutions, uh, you know, how does a publisher handle international sales? How do you pay out royalties? Um, you know, how, 
like, do I run a book bub on my own or sell foreign rights or, you know, a ton of stuff about social media too and how the cover design process works. So I I think our own website in general is a great resource, but I also think when it comes to like, you know, let's say the art of uh, writing, Writer's Digest is always a great resource. They have so many good articles on there. And if you go to Brooke Warner's website, um, I think it's, it might just be brookewarner.com, but she has, um, you know, she does a lot of webinars and mm-hmm. classes, you know, very specific to memoir and nonfiction is, uh, that she hosts regularly. I mean, I don't, I don't even know how she does it. <laughs> no, I can't. She, she has an app that divides her into two or three people is what I think happens. Exactly. <laughs> yes, I, I agree. So, yeah, it's brookwarner.com. And it has a ton of resources for book publishing, memoir classes. Um, you know, she has a bunch of events that, she, that, that you can always look at coming up or, you know, even just signing up for her newsletter to see, you know, what she has to say. I mean, she's also a a writing coach um, and has a whole, has a whole pool of trusted writing coaches that she works with, um, you know, that she could, that she refers authors out to. So even though that's great, you know, our own internal resources, that, I mean, that would be my go-to and I know that they're trusted. (laughs) I know that they're good. So that, and then that, Yeah, I've always trusted a lot of Writer's Digest resources, too. Wonderful. Thank you, Lauren Wise, for dropping in with us. We're out of time, sad but true. And thanks for all your great information. Thanks to our engineers, Matt Widener and Aaron Keller, to Ryan Treasure, to our executive producer, Robert Cialino, and most of all, to you, our listeners. Remember to stay safe and think about alternate hybrid routes to publishing. Till next week. Thank you for dropping in. Thank you so much for dropping in. Please join Diane Dewey again next Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll see you then.